All right, everyone, thank you for joining me. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving uh, with their families. Today, I have a special guest, uh, senior from uh, Middletown South, uh, Katie Coyle. Katie, thank you for joining me. Hi, happy to be here. Um, first, to get started, um, when you, you go to MAST, um, are they uh, hybrid or are they virtual, full virtual? Uh, right now, we're full virtual until December 7th. Okay. Did you find it hard or easy to adjust at the end of last year when everything went full virtual? Um, it was pretty easy at first to adjust. I think the teachers made it really easy to just like get a schedule going and it was really organized. So it was good. That's pretty good because I know a lot of the public school teachers, some of them, you know, struggle because it was just thrown on them, you know, last minute. So that's pretty good. Um, can you just explain to everyone what MAST is? Um, it's like a magnet school, or it's a vocational school too, that specializes in like marine sciences. So you just test to get in and then it's a public school though. Okay. And because you go to a school like that, you, you play for your hometown for uh, sports. Yeah, they, they don't have sports, sports programs. Yeah. Okay. Um, now to the good stuff. How old were you when you started playing soccer? Uh, I think I was like four. Four? Like Where did you start? Middletown? Um, when I was really little, I played like rec soccer and Lincroft, and then I played a year at St. Mary's, and then I was actually like on club at Middletown, yeah. Okay. Um, did you play any other sports when you were younger? Um, I played a little bit of softball and basketball, but for like one season. But it was just soccer basically from the get-go. Yeah, well, I started with, I hated soccer for a while and then like after I played like softball and basketball that's when I like got like really into it because I also didn't like those and I was like oh this is so much more fun like so how old do you think you were when that happened when you fell in love with soccer um like first or second grade okay. really yeah um now your family how have they helped you in your development um you know to become the player you are um, my parents are really, like, supportive, and ever since I got, like, really into it, they would always, like, be open to help me, like, train and, like, do stuff in the backyard, or they'd always be good about getting me the games and practices and stuff and, like, motivating me to, like, work on myself and, like, keep training and stuff. Yeah, it's a little different from when I used to coach. It's a lot more travel for you kids, uh, you know, uh, uh, more demanding, especially when you play at the level you do with the academy teams and stuff. You know, you're going all over. Um, I'm told there's a tournament in New York today <laughs> for uh, a couple of the, the PDA teams and then, you know, there's events all weekend. So, you, uh, you know, parents are taking you all over. Um, I like to ask this question. Who do you, who to you is, was a role model growing up? Could be soccer player, family member. Um, really my mom, I think. She always like worked really hard and put in like a hundred percent. She was just always there. Yeah, I know. So you, every game I've been to, you, I see your mom there. So she's always in the stands. Where you <laughs> want. Does she? Does she have a soccer background? Yeah, she played soccer when she was younger, and then she played at University of Mary Washington. Okay, so she played at a high level too. So that's that's good. Do you lean on her? Like, if you have questions or if you think you had a yeah, baby? yeah, I talked to like both my parents about that, but she's like really helpful because she like played soccer for a while. So, mm -hmm. um. So you told me when you started playing. Do you remember who your first coach was? I don't remember from rec, but I know my first coach at Middletown was Mike Mascone and Jess Gavini. Um, do you, you play PDA? 
Yeah. Is that who you, your current club team? That's my current club team, yeah, 1819. Um, who's uh, the coach of that team? Um, it's Mike O'Neill, Stan okay. Lemberg, and Matty Tiernan, all coach. The, yeah, Mike O'Neill from Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these coaches have time to do college and then yeah <laughs> and then even on the high school level so many coaches when I was doing the preview before the season with the coaches a lot of them coaching the high school varsity team and they're coaching their kids travel team you know I, I don't know how you find time to do all that so I saw him at the last Jackson game right right the day after um all you girls uh signing day and stuff so um who are some players that are on your current team, club team? My club team? Um, who – there's Sophia Cavalier, who plays for Pingree. Um, there's a couple girls from Hundred and Central, so Lily Gemma and Emily Mason. And then who else played? Anya Prusak. She played at uh, Glen Ridge. I'm trying to think. <laughs> there's a lot. Everyone – except for like two played high school. So they're all over primarily like very North Jersey. Okay. I saw, now the first time I saw you play was last season against RBC. Um, I thought you, you were fantastic, especially, you know, your ball skills and stuff. Um, it was you, Laskowskis and Emily Mason were my three favorite players last year that I got to watch your, your junior year. You, you, you three just like George Opping. Like it was, it's so different from when I used to coach. It was you, very impressive. Um, Moving to your high school team, uh, what were some goals you set um, that you wanted to achieve over four years at Middletown playing? Um, coming in from last year, like this year specifically, I was really interested in like scoring more goals because I feel like I wasn't finding the back of the net as much last year, like as much as I wanted to. Um, but I really just wanted to like adjust the first year, sophomore year, because I didn't know what to expect going into high school. And then last year, I knew we had a really good group of girls. So it was more important to me to be, like, a part of the team. And, like, team chemistry was a really big thing. So really getting into that, aside from, like, individual things, was higher on the list. And I forgot. You, you didn't play freshman year because uh, PDA was in the DA. Yeah. yeah. Um, is, was that hard to deal with? I know, you know, I know how the coach, high school coaches feel felt about the DA. But, you know, the players, you know, some of the players were, you know, they wanted to play with their it was a tough decision for them. Was it a tough decision for you to, or was DA, you know, especially at that level DA, you know, such a high level, mm -hmm. a pretty easy decision that, you know, I was sticking with the PDA, the DA team and not the high school team. Yeah. Cause I don't think I really knew what I was going to miss, especially that year for South. So okay. it wasn't really a big decision. It was like, Oh, okay. I'll go play DA. Cause it's just more. I guess you go into mass too is a little different. You're not, you're not going to school with your teammates you know, mm -hmm. high school yeah. teammates, so, but, you know, it was, it was disappointing, you know, that you, you girls were forced to, to, you know, make decisions like that, um, so you, you talked to your sophomore year, what was something, you know, going into the junior year, what was something you were looking to improve on, um, from your sophomore season? Um, I think I didn't feel like as much as a part of the team, like, making the biggest impact on the field as I could have, like, I don't know, I just felt, a little awkward my sophomore year with the players but my junior year I wanted to like really connect with everyone like on the field like in terms of like passing and like through the lines and everything I kind of moved around more sophomore year so okay um 
were there any upperclassmen that you were able to go to? Like if you had a question your sophomore year? Uh, yeah, I talked to like Haley Nicholas and Philomena DiGregorio and both Ladisis. So they were really big and like helping everyone. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was a pretty good graduating class too last year, you know, some of those names. Um I'm going to talk about the junior season. You know, your team had a great, great run. Um, you went regular season undefeated, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Then you uh, talk – I want to talk a little bit about the RBC game um, in the semis. Um, what was the reaction? You know, was it the team's first defeat? What was the reaction after that? Um, I don't know that we would say we were, like, surprised, really, because I think – after we beat RBC in overtime the first time and they knew that we could play them again, they really like, they set themselves up to win. Like they looked at like every possible thing that we did well and they really found out how to like counter that. And they did really well doing that. So it was a good game, but it just didn't come yeah, out. And that was the, the only time I saw your team last year was the short conference. And uh, uh, you guys had probably the best defense in the shore last year, I would say. And, you know, RBC, you know, they just were able to put two in. They both second-half goals? I don't remember. I yeah, don't... no, they were both pretty late. Yeah, and Morgan. Um, now, you know, you guys come out of the Shore Conference, you know, semifinals, you go into states, and you guys had a great run in states. How did it feel winning uh, the sectional uh, title? Uh, that one felt so good because we'd really been talking about, like, our goals as winning, like, the division and then the sectional championship from the beginning of the season and I think after we lost RBC we knew that everything was like we had to win every game and you had to like take it so we really put a lot of effort into that and like preparing for those games so I felt like we dominated in that Cranford game and it felt really good even though we didn't put away as many as we probably should have but it yes. just felt good very rewarding the game that you won sectional um Cranford always, since I was in high school, Cranford's been one of the top programs. So you're going to one over 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's a big win. You know, I just saw it on Annihilate Brick <laughs> last week. It was, uh, it was pretty one-sided. So, you know, being able to, and then saying that, you know, you girls dominated that game and, you know, you thought you could have put more on the board just tells you how good your team was last season. Um, I want to talk a little, the Ramapo game, um, that was for the semis, right, to, for group three. Um, how did that game play out? Because, you know, I didn't get to see that game. I didn't really get to talk to anybody about that game. So how did, how did that game play out? Um, on the field, I think it was, like, a really good game because everyone – like, each team had an answer for the other team every time someone, like, did something on the field or put one in the back of the net. It was 4-3 in the end. And I think for most of the second half, it was, like – they scored, then we scored, then they scored, then we scored. And it was just really, like, a lot of back and forth. But off the field, it was kind of a weird mental game because it's freezing. And then it was also supposed to be at, like, a neutral location and, like, going to their high school and having yeah. all their fans and stuff. It's I remember that. They, they were changing the dates, and they changed the locations from neutral to – because I remember uh, – I think it was Eastern made a big deal because they were the higher seed and they ended up having to go to Hunter and Central. Mm -hmm. So I, f I forgot. Yeah. Cause they thought the snowstorm was coming in. I think it was mm -hmm. why they changed the date. I mean, but I mean, four, three I and mean, Ramapo is another team that's been on the top of the state since I was in high school. You know, they always, you know, even when I coached uh, travel, they always had top, top teams. So taking them to the limit is, is a good accomplishment. Um, 
Now, moving into this season, what were your thoughts? Did you think the season was going to happen, you know, while we were, like, say, middle of the summer? Um, we didn't really know what to expect. We had, like, captain's practices running, and so we just wanted to, like, move forward normally, I guess, like, aside from, like, all the procedures and stuff with COVID, like, trying to just keep getting touches on and, like, getting the team together. So. Um, did you find it easy with the phases that the state rolled out? you know, phase one, two, three, four, before uh, you were able to go into, you know, contact, you know, scrimmage mode? Yeah, I think everyone was making, like, good decisions. So there wasn't really a setback that we had. So it was very easy. It was, like, every two weeks we felt like we hit the new phase. So it was good. Easy um, I like to ask, you know, especially since you're a senior, what are some of the things you're trying to teach this season to the underclassmen? You know, like uh, Abby, Cameron, you got a couple talented players, sophomores and freshmen. Um, I don't think we try and, like, talk about things, like, I don't know how to say it, like, alone, like, by themselves and stuff. Like, we try and make, like, everything a learning experience. So, like, like on the field, if something happens, like, even if it's, like, a high-stakes game, it's, like, trying to correct it there. So, going forward, like, we know what to do. And in practice, like, the same thing. Um. This, I want to talk about a couple games this season, um, the freehold series. Um, now, when the season ended last year, I said RBC was going to be one, and uh, they were one, and then who knows what happened to them in the middle of the season. And I said, you and freehold, I thought South and freehold were going to be the two, three teams in the shore. And, you know, when the schedule came out that you, you, your teams were going to play twice instead of the normal once, um, you know, made sure those games were circled for myself to go. And, you know, I figured they were going to be the best games of the year um, in the shore. And uh, they didn't disappoint. Both games went to overtime. Talk that first game, you know, the team's trailing 2 nothing, and, you know, the team just did not give up and uh, tied it. Um, Megan tied it with three minutes left and then winning in overtime. What was the reaction? And what were your thoughts while the game was going on? Um, I think everyone that was a returner during that game knew that we were, like, capable of coming back from something like that. Like, we had a lot of games last year where I felt like we came from behind. One of the big ones is like an Allentown game in the beginning of the season because that's someone that they lost to my freshman year. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone was really relaxed and we just knew that we'd be able to find the back of the net, especially since it felt like we had the momentum yeah. in the second half. Your team definitely dominated the, the second half. It was – I think I counted. I think they only had possession on their – like six minutes in the second half on their, in their attacking zone. Um. What was the reaction when uh, Megan made that run? Uh, did you have the assist on that? Uh, no, Kira Prince had the assist. And it, it was a beautiful ball. Megan just, you know, put it home. Uh, what yeah. was the reaction when you saw that ball going back in that? Um, we were, like, very excited about it because, like, it felt like we worked really hard that game, especially to, like, get the goal. And I'm really happy that we finished it. So, it happened pretty quick, too, I felt yeah. like. so. Yeah, it did. It was just good. It felt yeah. easy. Um, now, the second game um, didn't go your way, but I felt it played similar to the first game because I thought they controlled the first half. They came out very strong. And then the second half, I thought you, your team controlled, you know, and it goes to overtime. And, they, you know, they, they happened to put the game winner in with, what, 30 seconds? I think 30 seconds left in the first OT. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, what was the reaction after that game? I mean, because I thought your team played very well, especially, you know, second half on. Yeah, we thought we played better in the second half, definitely. And 
that was something we were trying to work on all season because our coach always emphasized like not being a second half team. I think we kind of fell into that during that game. So we were okay with the loss, like to chalk it up, but like we thought we played well and it was just, they finished before we did because it was, I felt like it was back and forth more in the overtime. It really could have been anyone's game. And so like we just slipped up for a second. We actually looked at film from that game when we were getting ready for states before everything got like shut down. Um, uh, I'm going to ask, what was, I know a lot of people were vocal, you know, you know, not just soccer player, you know, the, what was your feeling when Middletown shut all the sports down? Um, I was really disappointed to be honest, because I don't know, obviously it's protocol and the way that they run things is how they do it, but there weren't any cases and we weren't spreading anything. So it was a little frustrating because it was like completely out of our hands. And after following the rules and everything for like three months, it was just really sad. Yeah, and uh, people that don't know that are watching this, Middletown South and North, both Middletowns had to withdraw all sports, all states um, because of positive tests in the school. Not non-athletes, from my, my understanding, too, it wasn't athletes that tested positive. So, and you know, I think it comes ultimately down to the Board of Health. I think they're the ones who made the final decision. But it was disappointing because you, yeah, that that bracket you guys odds are would have made a a long run in that in that bracket. Mm-hmm. No no offense to Tom's River South and Tom's River East, but I saw them both play and the the talent is not up to the Middletown South level. <laughs> they got some good players, but you know, as a collective team, you know, your your team would have had a had a good run in the in that group. Um I like to do I I, I didn't put it in our notes, I don't think. Um I do like a little random flash questions, like favorite movie and that kind of stuff. You you up for that? Sure, yeah. Okay. So first question, what's your favorite movie? Um, I like The Nightmare Before Christmas or any horror movies. Horror movies? Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite TV show? Uh, Criminal Minds. Okay. What's your favorite subject? I like math. Math? That was mine in school. And then when I got to college, it was English and journalism. Very weird how I switched like that. Uh, what's your favorite number? Seven. Seven. And uh, uh, favorite color? Purple. Okay. Seven. And seven's your number for uh, Middletown South. Is that your number for PDA too? Yeah. Okay. Um, getting ready to wrap up, I just want to talk uh, future. Um, you go going to Notre Dame. Congratulations. It's a huge accomplishment in itself. Um, what were some of the things that um, made you choose Notre Dame? Um, it has a really good, like, the perfect blend for me of, like, academics and athletics and, like, student community and tradition and everything. And we've also been, like, Notre Dame football fans since I was, like, (laughs) a child. So it's, like, always been around the house. I went to a game, it's over 15 years ago, to Notre Dame. Only time I've been there. I think it was my own, one of my few college games. Greatest experience I had in my life. You know, I'm kind of a Notre Dame fan, but I'm not diehard because I'm more of an Auburn fan, but it was the greatest experience. Just walking around the campus on a Saturday before the game, every building you went into, they were playing Rudy. <laughs> and uh, the basketball arena, they had things set up like games and stuff. It, it was, you're going to have a blast out there, especially, especially during the, when you get to go to some of the football games. Um, do you know what you're going to study? Um, I think I want to major in finance and minor in math. Okay. Do you know what you want to pursue after college? Uh, financial engineering, like looking at stocks and stuff. 
you, you, you athletes are way smarter than athletes when I was a kid. <laughs> um, last question before, before we wrap up, I'd like to ask, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, I think it would be to like only con- focus on like controlling what you can control and like not stressing out about things like outside of that. That's, that's good advice. You know, especially, you know, teenagers, they, you know, a lot of, a lot of pressures outside and, uh, you know, I just, I just know been there. So Katie, thank you for joining me this morning. And, uh, I apologize for the technical difficulties I had on Wednesday. So glad we got this. Oh, before we go, you are my player of the year this year. So I'm going to be, once I put out the all short team, I'll say that. And I know I'll get crap from Homedale. <laughs> so, but you, you definitely, you know, you deserved it. I talked to a couple other people because, you know, you and Sophie, Sophia had great, great seasons, but you know, your, your value to Middletown was, you know, definitely what did it over. So congratulations. So Thank you. Have a, have a good weekend and uh, good luck if you're, you're, you're playing this weekend. Uh, yeah, today and Sunday. And are you up in New York t- today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I know I was talking to uh, Megan's dad and she, he said he was in New York and then Sunday up at uh, Somerset. So, mm-hmm. so good luck this weekend. Thank you.